You have to eat the dream. You have to sleep the dream. You have to dream the dream. You gotta touch, you have to see it when nobody else sees it. You have to feel it when it's not tangible. You have to believe it when you cannot see it. You gotta be possessed with the dream. What's up guys and welcome to Straight From The Chess Podcast. My name is Justin Groth and I'm your host on this personal development and growth podcast. Listen, if you're new to this show, I just want to take this time and I want to welcome you. I want to thank you for being here. Thank you for giving me your listening ear, your attention. It means a lot to me. And if this is your second or 222nd time tuning back in, I just want to say thank you for your continued listenership of the podcast. It means a lot to me. And if you haven't yet, please do subscribe to us on Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, anywhere there's podcasts, we're likely there. And please distribute this podcast to people that you think would value from it as well. It would mean a lot to me. It just helps generate awareness of the podcast, what we're doing over here, the people that we have on their incredible stories, and just in general trying to build the platform. So I would appreciate it very much. And if you would like to as well, please link it to your stories on Instagram at me at Justin Craig Roth. That's my personal handle. And I'll be sure to re-mention you in my podcast. Thank you in advance. That's all I ask. Please just share this podcast. So uh, without further ado, we don't have a guest today. This is a guestless day. And I thought it'd be a good opportunity for me to take to not have any guests on and just talk to you. There are a lot of things that I've, well, I mean, when I have guests on, it's a great thing. I really love to interview people. I love to hear about their stories. I love to hear where they're coming from, their perspectives, even if they don't align with mine. But I also I also like to talk intimately to people. And I know we do do that on the podcast, but there's a, there's a difference when it comes to what I might talk to someone about in front of them based on what I think that they would be okay with hearing. Because for people that don't know, like I don't like to just bloviate and just say things recklessly or without the the possibility that someone might not like hearing it. Even though I know that my views are not going to align with everybody and I'm okay with that. When I have somebody in the presence of me, I don't want to make them feel uncomfortable. So I'm not going to always dispense with what I what I maybe could. And you're probably the same way. If you're not, then maybe you're just a narcissist and don't care about what others think. And you just, and, and look, to some degree, there's merit in that. There's merit to not caring about what people think about you. But there's also merit to being noble and being honorable with your word. And when you know that something might affect somebody in a negative way, or I have a negative connotation attached to it, sometimes it's just best to keep your mouth shut, right? And so it's not that you're not being your true self. You're actually just practicing some type of restraint. And that's a good thing. Now, moving on from that, the thing about having restraint and and keeping things to yourself, there's a lot of, like I said, there's a lot of merit to that. But also, if you do it for too long, too often, and you do it to everything, you start to lose who you are in the process. And that's not a good thing. You know, there are, I have a lot of controversial views on how I believe somebody should invent themselves, how somebody should possibly reinvent themselves. You know, I see a lot of people that are on the internet 
And I say on the internet because like, look, I'm not con I'm not confrontating with people on a regular basis to a large degree. You know, I'm not, I'm not speaking to people, you know, 150, 100, 250 people a day and getting all these different types of perspectives and views on how they, where they stand and what they believe in, et cetera, and what they, how they should feel they should reinvent themselves or rather go about their life or what pursuit they should engage in, et cetera. I'm not doing that. So when I do that, the, the interaction that I do see, I mean, suffice it to say it's on Instagram, it's on social media, probably much like yourself. And so I'm seeing these, these women and men more specifically, man, I think my algorithm gives me more men probably because I talk about more men, but I don't know. I don't know. Or maybe that's just what it is. I don't know, but I'm seeing oftentimes very analogous viewpoints between men that I know personally and men that I more men that I don't know, but that I can correlate back to maybe a very influential person in the media today. Maybe someone like Jordan Peterson, maybe someone like Andrew Tate, you know, maybe someone like Joe Rogan, maybe someone like Alex Hormozzi, you know, these people are very influential and have very large platforms on social media. And I think that when people get to see these people so often, they start liking and commenting on these people's videos. Obviously the algorithm is going to give them more of their content. And so subconsciously you may not understand this, but you're consuming so much of this person's content and you're so you're you're overly you're overly consuming to the point where they're starting to become you and you don't know it and this is all very covert but you don't know it but you're starting to change and shift frames to be something that you're probably not and even though i know that these viewpoints that are coming from these people you believe in and you hold dear to yourself intrinsically and innately it doesn't mean that you have to continuously listen and develop their voice in the process. What I mean by that is there are lots of people that I can see to my first point. There are lots of people that I can see a very stark aligning effect with where I'm, what, what, what they're saying and what maybe Jordan Peterson is saying or what Alex Hormozzi is saying. And it's like, do you really believe that? Do you really think that about yourself or about XYZ, or is it just something that you're taking the stance on because you know somebody else of influence and of status and of wealth, etc.? All these things that you know sort of help to persuade you, persuade your opinion on what you should do in life if you're feeble. You do you think that this is what you believe? Is this really what you believe? Or is or is is something different? Or even if it's something that you believe, would you say it this exact way? You know, I've, I've told this story countless times, but it bears your visiting. I started to ingest so much of Jordan Peterson's content that I started to actually talk like him, not in his accent, but in the ways that he would dispense. I was starting to do that. And I noticed it probably, I don't know, let's say four podcasts and I started noticing it. And I'm like, no, I can't do that. And even though before I started to actually make it a principle to not talk like him, I understood it in the very beginning, but I let it go because this is a very, you know, it's like I, I admire him. I admire everything that he does. I admire the way that he speaks, et cetera. But it doesn't mean that I need to take on a replication of that. That's that's where waters get very muddy is when you start to replicate somebody and you lose your own identity in the process. And this is very, 
very, very tantamount to people who don't have an identity, don't know who they are, don't know where to go, what pursuit to invest their time and energy into. That that is up to you. What you decide to put your energy into, what you decide to sink your effort into, that's all up to you. No one can and or should tell you what to do with your time. No one should be the dictator to what you have an invested interest in. And the thing is, is that if you start to listen or see people that you derive as very influential and, and seemingly they are, and they have this massive platform, they have massive wealth to contribute to, to, to their bravado. It's like, you think, well, of course I want to be like this guy. Of course I'd like to have what he has. You know, the thing is, is that you don't see what made them. You don't know their background. Even if you know their background in a, in a brief synopsis that's on Wikipedia, you don't really know what they've been through. You don't know what dark places they've been to, to circumvent their situation and to resurrect the person that they know was there all along, but lie dormant. And you have so many voices coming in and through your eardrums that it can be very easy to pick a path that you may not be really, really favoring, but because it's showcasing a blueprint of success, you're like, fuck it. I'm going there. That's wrong. It's going to take a lot of time, a lot of t- I'm getting goosebumps right now even talking about this. It's going to take a lot of time for you to invent yourself, but I promise you it's going to be worth it because when you're there, no one, no one can say he's just an iteration of so-and-so. He's just an iteration of this guy or that woman. It is going to be uniquely you to the point where people are going to be mimicking you. People are going to be doing parodies about you. You're going to have such a voice and such a unique way that you distribute your information that people will want to emulate you and mimic you. The thing is, is that that's not the goal. That's just a byproduct of what happens when you become influential or when you become admirable. When you become respectful, when people can look up to you and utilize your footprint as a role model or rather for uh, navigation in their own life, utility in their own life. And that should be what you start to live into, but that's going to take time to curate. You're not going to see the materialization of that overnight or even over three, four years. It's going to take a long time. You just have to put your face down and run it. That's it. There is no magical recipe to this. It is just that. You just put your face down, you look down, and you do the things necessary to keep you on your path. And then before you know it, you'll look up, you'll take a breath out of water, and you'll be like, shit, man, I'm so far. But you do that every day. If you monitor yourself every day and grade yourself on that every day, I promise you it will be defeating to some degree when you just start. It's okay if you do that. It's okay if you manage that when you're already, I don't know, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11 plus years along, then you can grade yourself more, more judiciously. But until that point, put your face down until that point. 
just do the things that are analogous to your own gravitational, I don't want to call it gravity, I shouldn't say that, to your own, and I hate to use the word liking, but I don't know what else to say. It is to your own liking. And the thing is, is that you don't really realize what this thing is about until you start to put the work in. And when I say work, I don't mean put your face in the paperwork. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about avidly living into the passion that you have internally. That looks different for everybody. And I will add to this. The passion is one thing, but how you view yourself is a complete different thing. And that can actually start to muddy the waters as well if you see yourself as less than. If you don't see yourself 15, 20, 30 years into the future, you're not gonna operate the way that you should right now. That's a thing that no one talks about. If you don't see yourself bigger than where you are currently, if you don't see yourself as a more influential and more financially free person right now, as if you would 30 years in the future, you're not going to ever really surpass the mountain that you see in front of you. You may get halfway up. You may even reach the mountaintop, but you're not going to surpass it. And the goal for everybody should not just be to climb the mountain. The goal for everybody should be to climb the mountain and go down the other end as well, not just climb the mountain and then stay there. The thing about it is many people don't see themselves as what they should be seeing themselves. They see themselves over who they are right now. I'm not going to tell you the way I see myself because you're going to say that it's, oh, that's massively conceited or that's arrogant. You know what? Fuck it. I'm going to tell you how I see myself. I don't see myself as how you see me. I don't see myself as how people see me right now. I see myself 20 years from now. And what 20 years looks like is drastically different than what I have right now. You can say that I'm living in dreamland. You can say that I'm delusional. Fine. But you know, there's something about me internally that I have not been able to abandon. And it's been that since the age of nine, I've always sensed and realized to some degree that I'm different. And I don't mean I'm different because I look different. I don't mean I'm different because there's something that's, you know, dramatically significant about me. I've just felt a different energy in me than I have ever. Than I, than I, that I could juxtapose to anybody else, all my friends, even my family. And it's not me, it's not me thinking, well, I have this, I'm on this totem pole here and I, or this pedestal rather. And I think that I'm better than everybody because I don't think that I believe that we're all equal as human beings. We serve different roles in life. We have different pursuits and different energies, but at the same time as human beings, we're all the same. We're all equal. Now, there's a hierarchy to this. And we won't get into that. But when you don't see yourself as who you are now, even if everybody sees you, obviously everybody's going to see you and take you for the level that you're at. But if you don't see yourself as being more, if you don't believe that you have more, and I know this seems very fairy tale, very Disney-ish to dispense with, but you have to believe that you're far bigger and far better than you see yourself currently. That means that every time you look in the mirror, there's never, never a thought 
that, oh man, I'm fucking not good looking. I am not that, I'm not that fit. I'm not that good looking. I'm not that usable for people. Why would anybody want to talk to me? Why do people want to be my friend? Shit. I'm, I trust me. You have that mentality. You're going to have everything that comes along with that mentality. That's a low wayward mentality to have. And because of it, you know, that saying you are what you attract, or I'm sorry, you track what you are. That's all that's going to come to you. Low frequency, low vibrational shit. And as much as I hate to use that terminology, it's the only thing that seems fitting in this illustration here. You have to believe what you are 20 years from now, right now. Now, most of you are going to take that information and be like, well, what is, what does that even look like for me? How does that even apply to what, what, how do I, what do I think I am 20 years from now? Many of you don't know, but I promise you many of you, if not all of you have dreams. So what does that dream, that recurring dream look like for you? What is that vision that you constantly can't get rid of look like? Whatever that vision is, you have to believe that you're already there. And I don't mean like Let's believe, play in imaginary land. I mean, it has to be something of a hidden identity to you. So if you think that you're a movie star, but you haven't even gotten into film yet, you have to walk like that. You have to carry yourself like that. You have to interact with people like that. What does that look like? How do some of the, how do some of the biggest celebrities interact with people? How do some of the biggest names in the world interact with people? Start interacting like that. If there are people that are noble, honorable, and admirable characters to live up to or to emulate, how does that look like for them? And then reframe it in your unique form or your unique format. If you want to own a gym one day, start walking into your local gym as if you own the establishment. What does that look like? That doesn't mean like holding your head high, acting, you know, pompous and shit like that. That means picking shit up off the floor when it's not what you dropped. That means putting weights back where they belong. That means cleaning off the equipment as the gym says to clean off the equipment. That means interacting with people that are the members as if it was your gym by asking them, how do you like this gym or your new member here? Oh, how do you like it? None of that is required of a member. But that's required of a gym owner. And if you want to be a gym owner one day, you have to start acting like that now. You can't act that part when you become it. I mean, you can, but good luck. Because here's the other extension of that. You need practice. So if you're not getting practice in any other other format of your life for that job that you want to have one day or that business that you want to own one day, start with the resources that you have in front of you. If you want to be a gym owner, just the illustration here. If you want to be a gym owner, you have a gym you go to, you frequent. Okay. Start acting like it in that gym. You have to see yourself where you want to be 20 years from now. Now, not 20 years from now. That's what the most successful people do. And what partakes in that is a sense of discipline, structure, ordinance to their life. And that's how they run their life. But it's all in, in it, it's all in, in an, it's all in an effort 
to gain what they see themselves at one day. It's all in that effort. Everything is has a concerted effort to be what they believe themselves to be. Even if no one sees it, no one knows that that's what they want, nothing. That's how they look at their life. That's how they wake up every day. Even if they have a bad day, we're all have bad days. Out of a hundred days, you're going to have 90 bad days or neutral to, neutral to bad days. 10 of those days will be really good or just good to really good. You have to operate in that, on that wavelength, so to speak, every single day that you believe that you have more. You believe, not even have more, fuck that. You believe that you are built for more. You believe that if God took you right now, he'd be making a mistake. And who knows God to make mistakes? But that's how far down your belief of your own self has to penetrate. You have to believe that if God took you now, as you're ascending to heaven, you're thinking, this is a mistake, man, because I haven't accomplished shit yet. That needs to be a thought that's recurring every single day. And I would argue moments in the day, repetitive moments of this thought in the day. Now, that's a pretty brim thought to have, but let's go something that's sort of analogous to it. Even though I haven't gotten the email, even though I haven't gotten that specific personal interaction with somebody that's going to bring me to levels that I didn't think that I would be at, it's on its way. You have to expect. This is not motivation. This is reality here because you're attracting what you expect. If you only expect to get regular mediocre shit, well, that's what's going to likely happen unless you get lucky one day and you get a big break or you win the lottery. Good luck with that, Jack. The thing is that if you see yourself one way, you are eventually going to operate down that path and sort of collect the things that are that are that are that are attached to that path. But the opposite is true too. If you believe that you have far more to dispense with and far more utility to be to the world and not only to yourself, but you have far more to create, you have far more to collect. That's a good one. You have far more to collect. If you believe that and you operate like that, you will, you will collect those things. But if you don't, then you're only going to collect what you believe you're capable of collecting. And for a lot of people, that looks like what they see in their family. If you have a family that just lives a nine to five life, that's fine. But if you only look to that as like the benchmark for your success, because you derive success from your parent, or you believe that your parents were successful and their grand and their parents were successful, but they never did anything outside the spectrum they just went, they had their jobs, they collected their 401k at the end of the day and they retired and they just had a regular house, you know, two kids, a dog, white picket fence, whatever, the norm, two cars in the driveway. You see that as success, that's the benchmark for you. You are naturally, innately going to only gather whatever you see 
that's been reality for you. And that's all of us. But there has to be a different realm that you look through or look to that seemingly is unattainable. But that's where you feel like you belong. Because this entire time, regardless of your family, what they've created, regardless of what you, your extended family has created, your aunts, uncles, cousins, etc., regardless of that, you believe you're going to be the one. You're going to be the one to leave generational wealth, not just momentary wealth. And that all comes by you believing you're equipped and you're able to have more and be more than you are currently. You have to look at yourself right now currently as 20 years future you or else take a seat, grab the popcorn and wait for mediocrity to flood in your direction because that's exactly what's going to happen. My thing is stop that from happening. Chances are (laughs) you weren't created for mediocrity. You were created to leave a wealth, a legacy of wealth behind. Now, That just doesn't look like money. I'm not just talking about money. I'm talking about the way that you influence, the way that you persuade for the benefit of others, the way that you mark people. Shit, the mark that you leave on this earth when you die. Not only what you were to people in terms of your communication, your interface, etc., but what you leave behind in terms of finances, what you leave behind in terms of your effect on people. All of that matters, okay? People say that money isn't important. That's fine. You tell me how far you can get with bettering people's lives when everything is predicated on money. Now, I'm not saying that money is everything. Don't conflate that with the terminology of money being everything because it's not. Love, connection, (laughs) I hate to say it. I hate to sound like a, like a Hallmark card, but love, connection, and really the advent of utility in people's lives is a lot. But it helps when you can make someone's life easier through the advent of money. That's not a bad thing. It's bad in how you use it. If you only use it for hedonistic pleasures and you don't and you swindle it away when people are are when people, there's people in the world that don't, that would love to have a hundred dollars and you're swindling away millions on a Bugatti. I don't think that that's necessarily the best thing to do, but if you have a Bugatti or you have a McLaren or McLarens or Lamborghinis or um, mansions and shit, and you're also on top of that, extending massive money to people in need and you're starting non, non profits and charities, etc. That's a great thing. It's not all about money, but it is about people. And if you understand people, you understand that money is a need for people. So just like words of encouragement are a need for people, so was money. Now, I'm going to stop there with that because we can go off on a, on a, in a rabbit hole towards what that looks like. What does that mean? Et cetera. I don't want to do that. The main message here is this, believe that you have more in you because most people at the visceral level believe they're shit. 
And that's likely where depression comes. They believe their shit. They've been told their shit. They're not competent in many things. They don't do anything of utility or what they do do is just work a nine to five, but they don't see any utility in that because they're just working for a paycheck. And because of the no comp, no, because of them not developing any competency in the craft that they're in, it's not developing any confidence and it's likely aiding in the lack of self-esteem that they do have, which is definitely aiding in their, in their navigation in life and how they interact when interface with people. But if you just make a shift towards doing things you find innate passion towards, you automatically see the value in that. You automatically want to fucking chase that thing. You want to chase it down until you are able to consume it and make it a part of your identity. That should be the goal. You chase your passion down to the point where you get right up on it, you kill it, and you consume it, and it becomes who you are. But if you don't, if you don't chase what you're after, what you're innately passionate about, then your life will be fuck all. And not only that, you won't even believe that you're worth a shit. You won't believe that you have more in you to do more, to be more. On top of not seeing yourself where you should be in 20 years. And when I say should, I mean where you should be, which is predicated on how you see yourself currently, which is predicated on if you're confident or not, which is predicated on, are you doing anything that's showcasing your competency? See, there's a reverse domino effect to this. And I just laid it out. If you're not seeing yourself where you are, Wanting to be in 20 years from now, it's only because you don't believe in yourself. You don't believe you're equipped to do that or handle that, etc. And that's coming from a lack, a lack of confidence in yourself. That's coming from a lack of competence for things that you haven't done to develop the competency to say, hey, I can do this. I can do that then. You need to start seeing yourself differently. You need to believe that you're far more than what everyone might see or say about you currently. That's the way out of this fucking mess. Done.